Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voice and the host of Inside Personal Growth. And Julie, my listeners don't need to know anything about me uh, because they've been listening for years and years and years to these podcasts. And again, for all of you out there who listen, thank you. I appreciate it. I also appreciate your comments. And I also appreciate all of you who have recently been joining the YouTube channel to listen and watch uh, these interviews. And uh, from Coronado, California, I have Julie, Dr. Julie Ducharme joining us, and we're going to be speaking about her book called Authentically You, Empower Your Way to Success. Julie, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. As we said, I live in a great place, Coronado, so beautiful weather and beautiful people, so I cannot complain. Good, good. Well, I'm going to let our listeners know a little bit about you um, so that they can get a context for this book. And then we're going to get into it and uh, talk about questions. And these are really more focused for women today. And most of I have 60 percent women who listen to the show. So that's a good high percentage. But Julie is a change maker. She's dedicated her career to empower and support people in their endeavors and dreams. People from all over, including corporate sectors and those returning to the workforce, have taken advice and guidance from Dr. Julie and learned how to use their strengths to maximize their work-life success. Her unique speaking style ignites the passion inside all of us and makes that tiny spark into a blaze of empowerment. Uh, since earning her MBA and doctorate degrees in business and organizational leadership, Dr. Julie has become a nation national best-selling author, recognized by Inc. Magazine, host of a podcast, numerous TV appearances in CBS, ABC, and Fox, and professional public speaker and serial entrepreneur. Her most recent book is Leading by My Ponytail, Why Can't I Wear Pink and Be the President, was named Inc. Magazine's Top 60 Leadership Books for Women. Uh, Julie is passionate about our national veterans, and her most recent vision is a start up of a 501c3 called Synergy Learning Institute. This nonprofit provides one-of-a-kind courses such as Combat Boots to Heels for Veterans, Transforming from the Military Career to Civilian Workforce. This program is offered free to all veterans. Portions of Julie's speaking fees go directly to the program and the veterans. Well, Julie, thanks for being on the show and thanks for taking the time to speak with our women listeners, I think, in particular. And, you know, <clears throat> you open this book up and you tell a story about a professor when you were in college who literally told you you weren't smart enough to be in college um, and you should drop out. Um, yeah. This statement stung and shocked you. I mean, you, when you do an introduction to a book, you're capturing readers' attention. Uh, it certainly captured mine. And it, it, how did that professor's state, st- statement forge who you are today and what you do want to other women to know about becoming their authentic selves? It was actually really powerful. You know, I was only 18. I was very impressionable. I had worked really hard to get this scholarship. I came from, you know, my family told me if I wanted to go to college, I had to find the money for it. And so I I was very proud for being this young woman from a little tiny farm town in the middle of nowhere to be able to do this. And, And so, you know, getting that statement at that time, you know, those professors to me were were icons. They were these powerful people. And so I really 
being very competitive. And, and the best thing is I, I talk to my mom and yeah, I always say, thank goodness for moms. They have such a great perspective. You know, I'm crying on the phone to her and she's like, um, he's an idiot. Go get a tutor. Right. It was such a simple like way for her to solve my problem. But I really heard those words over and over for many years. They stuck with me for a long time. And so being competitive, I kept saying, well, I'm just I'm going to show you I'm smart enough. I'm going to show you. And I always joke about why. That's why I have an eight or 10 page resume, because I was so determined to prove um, to this person who didn't know me and didn't care about me and could have cared less about me that I was smart enough. So in essence, I could possibly thank this person for saying those things because his harsh, mean words did motivate me to be better, but it also did affect my my self-worth for a long time until I had that kind of epiphany moment. And I talk about in the book that I ran into this person 10 years later and he asked, he remembered me and asked me how I was. And I had this kind of like movie moment, like all these things were going through my head of all these things I had accomplished. And I kind of had this like, oh my gosh, I, I have been smart enough all along. And so it, it really brought this moment of like self-worth and me being able to look at myself and say, I always was. I just had to figure out my path, how I got there. So it was very impactful. And I tell people words are powerful. You know, words can really affect people. You can destroy someone or uplift someone with just a few words. Most certainly. And I think um, the most important thing is raising one's self-esteem uh, and self-confidence. And and usually the uh, the degradation of that occurs over a long period of time um, from either someone not seeing themselves as being enough, and it really is about being enough, um, that I am okay just the way I am, right? Um, that I can accomplish these things. But finding that spark inside, as your bio said, kind of the spark, the inspiration uh, to go to that next step. And for my listeners, if you want to learn more about the book and Julie, I want to make sure you get to her website and it's Dr. Julie uh, Ducharme and that's spelled D-U-C-H-A-R-M-E. So go to that website. We'll put a link there as well. Now, you have an acronym for the word empower. And that makes up the next chapters of your book, really. You you go from one to the next to the next in each of the acronym. Um, what's the acronym stand for? And how can this help women to move toward their authentic self by utilizing the power of this acronym? You know, you look at the word empower. So we could, it's an easy word to remember. Mm-hmm. Now the acronym is the most important part, what all those letters stand for. Right. And I really took kind of how my path was, and that's how I developed this. Um, because when we look at anything we're going to do in our life, um, being someone who's taught in academia for a long time, I'm about teaching and training and mentoring, right? We can talk all day long about something, but if we don't have a process to implement, that's not going to happen. And so the acronym stands for the E stands for examine which is really important where we need to examine where we are at in our life. We always need to examine. Um, I always tell people you should be doing a check-in every six months, examining where you're at. Um, the next one is making change. I work with a lot of people who want to make change, but are not willing to walk through the door and actually do that change. So you've got to make change and actually move on it. The other one starts for practice change. 
Um, being a former high-level athlete, nothing comes without practicing over and over. We have to build good habits in our life. Uh, just like we talked about worth, which is the next one, you know, how we feel about ourselves sometimes is going to be taking and practicing that. Uh, you always hear the thing, oh, if you walk around with a smile on your face, forcing it, you'll eventually smile, but it's true. Uh, how we feel about ourselves comes hand in hand with that. The next is engaging, right? We, we have to engage in what we're doing. And, you know, I could have listened to that professor and been like, you're right. I'm just going to drop out of school, but I didn't. I, I examined what was going on. I made change to my work. I practiced how to be better. And then I engaged in it. And the last one is reflection. A lot of times people avoid reflecting on things because they don't want to reflect on past events or things that were negative in their life. But that's how we learn is by reflecting on where we were at because we want to reflect and then move forward. And that was the process that I did when I was really becoming my authentic self. And that's why I felt it was so important to really take the readers through these steps and how to implement in their lives. Because I really want people to go, okay, this is something I can implement tomorrow. Not, oh, you know, maybe in a couple of years. And so that's what that EMPOWER acronym stands for. And just out of curiosity, how did you come up with that EMPOWER acronym? Is it something that, you know, I I always see people come up with these acronyms and it's like, well, sometimes they just pop in your head and then you find words or sometimes you're finding, you're looking for something that people could remember very easily. Yeah. Well, my husband is an elementary teacher. And when I was writing this and um, I was talking about all of this, he was the one who really said, I really think you need an acronym in there. So I've got to give him credit for that. So then I kind of I sat down with that empower word and started thinking about my process. Um, I wouldn't say that it came overnight because with writing, everything is a process, at least for me. Um, so it took me a little bit. But as I started to build it, then it just kind of was like clicking like, yes, yes. So but definitely the acronym idea came from my husband who, you know, teaches and works with kids and uses acronyms for every education. There's an acronym for everything. <laughs> yeah, there is. Well, it's it's actually great because it's an easy one to remember. And for those of you out there, the book is not like super challenging to read. You can see it's it's pretty thin. So I'm going to encourage you to go up to Amazon and get that. We'll have Uh, a link for that as well. Now, one of the things I've found in the book is you have an exercise in your book, which gets the reader to explore barriers to their success. And I thought it was a good one. Now, this might have been from your husband as well. I don't know. But um, can you speak with our listeners about removing these barriers to success and how this exercise can help them? Because it's one simple sheet of paper, Mm -hmm. eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, and it's how you go through it. So Speak about it and because sometimes it's when you're right in the middle of it, it's actually hard to see it. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't see the forest for the trees, as they say, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. you're you're stuck. And a lot of people out there listening are probably stuck. They're maybe stuck in their careers. Uh, they're stuck in a lot of things. And being stuck is a hard place to be in. And it's always sometimes feels like quicksand. You know, it feels like it's dragging you down. Um, you know, so talk about this one sheet exercise that could help people and lift them up and clean off their boots. Yeah. Yeah. And I do this a lot with my students. And, and it's really interesting because it's very simplistic, 
But at the same time, everyone will have these like aha moments when they put it down on paper. And so basically it's putting down the kind of summary of it is you're putting down what you're doing and you're putting down any barriers from things you want to do. So you have your current, you have the things you really want to do and what's stopping you from doing them, right? So you kind of put this out on a paper. It's very simplistic. But at the same time, you start realizing that there are certain things that you say there are barriers to that there isn't. You could, but you're saying, well, I just don't have time. And then my question is, well, how do you make time? And then that question always kind of goes, oh, she's asking me a question that I could probably answer, right? You know, or what is that? And so you start seeing your barriers and what can be removed. And that's one of the questions exercises, how can you remove that barrier? And I was actually just having this talk with someone the other day. I said, if I look back on my past, I can't pick one person who stopped me. I cannot tell you that there was a specific person that stopped me in my tracks and kept me from doing it because there wasn't. There what wasn't. The only person that stops us is us. So I, and I have a question for you because, look, you're quite an achiever. You know, you you were quite an athlete. You have degrees. I've uh, started a nonprofit. You know, if you really look at your bio, it's like, you know, it's Julie the Achiever. And I'm sure everybody kind of looks at the joint. TED Talk, the whole nine yards. Um, but some people kind of run from it, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. It's escapism. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it that you do if you said, hey, you don't have the time, and then you're saying, no, we've got, you've got the time. <laughs> it's that you're using your time to do something else, mm-hmm. right? Because you're probably, you know, when they say people have a fear of success, you're afraid of the success that it just might actually bring you. What comment would you have for our listeners out there might be stuck and afraid and are running the other direction? I said to someone the other day, the only difference between you and a billionaire is attitude because they were really coming up with a lot of excuses of why they couldn't and why they shouldn't and why they couldn't achieve and why they couldn't make this certain amount of money. And it really was attitude and want. I mean, I always tell people, you know, so if I can't afford that, I say, you know what? People tell me that all the time. But if you really wanted to afford that, what could you cut out of your life to save up for that? And it comes down to attitude and want. If we want something bad enough, we're going to go after it and we're going to get it. And yeah, I'm competitive and I'm definitely an overachiever. And, and I did that because I was really trying to compensate for my lack of worth. I felt like I didn't, I wasn't worthy. And that if I did more things by added to my resume, I would be worthy. And then when I eventually realized it wasn't how many things I had on it, it's how I felt about myself because I would never be worthy as long as I thought I wasn't worthy. Um, but people really have to make a decision. I've worked with many people who are amazing, brilliant people who exactly did that. They just walked away. They just were like, no, I'm not going to do it. And it was sad and frustrating. But when it comes down to it, you're the only person who can make yourself do it. And so I can coach you. I can mentor you. We can, I have a, we had a young woman, we gave her everything she needed to be successful. And we thought she was going to be successful. And then we realized we gave her everything she needed. And so she didn't take advantage of these wonderful opportunities. And we were really sad about it. Um, but then I realized that she didn't work for it. So it didn't mean much to her. And, you know, those are some of the things I say to people. But it, it really comes down to, do you want it? And if you want it, going back to that acronym, then you've got to make change and you've got to engage. Yeah. And, you know, in the world we're living in today with the 
constant change, to thrive during change, Julie's words echo, um, quite resonate quite well. Um, you know, first it's focus. You know, one of those things is to focus in on something. Um, I think there are more opportunities today than ever have been. Uh, yet there's so much noise that people are distracted by trying to ferret it out and then say, this is what I really want to do, because then you got to figure out, well, what is it that I really want to do? Um, and what is it that you want in life? You know, and those are key questions. What is your purpose? You know, what is your vision? You know, things that we talk about all the time on this show. And as we talk about them, like you said, it's something that you have to work at. You have to practice. You know, you have to change habits. You have to change behavior. And you devote much of your book to this 30 days of empowering change, which is changing behavior. Uh, when you look at the statements on each one of the pages and the reflections for people to think about, we all know how hard it is to change and the resistance that we put up. Um, you know, it's been said, I don't know if this is true, but I think it was Tony Robbins, you know, 23 days will make a change or 30 days will make a change. <clears throat> Sometimes I see that happen and I see people fall back again. Hmm. What is, what are some of the advice to the readers on the 30 days of empowering change reflections for each day that you would, you would tell them? Because it is very cool the way you've laid it out. You've given the acronym, then you give them the 30 days and the 30 days is the reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what do you see and what advice would you have for somebody kind of going through that? Well, when I was, you know, being a very active athlete and, and I came in as an underdog, uh, there were certain things I had to change. And, and this is how this developed is, you know, my coach would say, well, you know what? Sure. You're hitting the ball fine, but you're not doing the right footwork. And if you don't, if you do the right footwork, you're going to be better at it. And I'd say, but I, I can't get it right. I, I, every time I go, I just do it. And he, he said, you have to make it a habit every day. You have to practice this. So every day I would practice this and I would practice this. And I went from being an underdog to holding the record of the most solo blocks in one game because I learned how to do the proper footwork. And, you know, I share that just because it wasn't easy. It was sometimes monotonous, sometimes frustrating. Sometimes I would wake up and not want to do it, which is we have all those mornings, right? Where we're like, I just don't, I don't want to do that today. But I found the method to be proven and works over and over. And yes, we will have times where we fall back. That's just, it's human nature. But the more you do it, the more likely it will become a habit. And that happens with worth saying to yourself regularly, I am good. I always joke about what about Bob? There's a scene in What About Bob where he's walking down the street and keeps saying, I am good. I am great. I am wonderful. He clearly does not believe it, but he keeps telling himself over and over with the hope that he will believe it at some point. And the other funny part from What About Bob that I love, but it's actually true, is throughout this whole book and throughout this whole movie, he says baby steps, baby steps. And I like to do baby steps because not everyone can jump into the big picture. So if we can 30 day baby step our way through it, you're going to see those changes. And it, and it really has. I've actually had several women go through this. Um, and it's been fantastic to get the reviews because they start 15 days in, they start seeing some change. You know, 20 days in, you know, and they get done with that 30 days. And there's there's this transform, mind transformation, which is really what we're doing. We're retraining our mind. And I'm big on that. I, I don't spend a lot of time in neuroscience, but being um, – a doctor and getting a chance to um, be in on a lot of studies. 
I've learned a lot about the mind um, and how it works and how we can retrain any mind out there if we want to. Yeah, we get hijacked. You know, I was listening to a doctor that wrote Bright Lines about dieting. Interesting. Uh, Peterson, I think was her last name. And it was fascinating how you get hijacked. You know, we talk about one thing that will hijack you, which is food, um, overeating, and uh, that the dopamine receptors get overworked uh, because you're feeding them sugar and flour, right? So it's interesting that when you wean yourself off of it because the cravings are so much right it's like you're you know she says you're addicted to crack it's the same thing i mean everybody's heard this but the reality is when you see the brain and how it's firing you really understand that it's like the stimulus and then it wants more it wants more and it wants more right um so it makes it very challenging you know in your chapter on worth you discuss the importance of self-worth you discuss the statistics about suicide which Mm -hmm. I used to be on a teenage suicide prevention uh, nonprofit board. Um, and actually it, with teenagers at the time, and I don't know if this is still true today because I sat on that board for about five years, um, it was the highest incident of suicide was amongst teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice do you have to help our listeners improve their personal self-worth? Because you know, whether you're talking to a 16-year-old today who might be listening to this show, or you're talking to a 60-year-old who might be listening to the show, um, and your correlation to suicide is is very important. I mean, people can get to a point where they're so low in their self-worth that they um, either attempt or commit suicide, um, or they think about it. Um, obviously, I don't think there's probably a person that's listening to the show, although I could be wrong, who maybe hasn't thought about it, right? Um, Because we do go through those periods. What advice do you have for people about keeping the self-worth up, uh, our self-esteem, our relevancy, however you want to make a look at it uh, so that we don't go down that path? Right. Well, and I I believe um, in the very beginning of the book, I talk about um, a beautiful young woman that was a friend of mine that killed herself. Um, And it it happened right around when I was starting to write the book. And it was, you know, really powerful because she was this beautiful, amazing person that none of us, none of us had any idea was in that position in her life. And I mean, I just talk about a successful, gorgeous, the whole dream package. And when that happened, it was a real eye opener to me that no one is safe from those thoughts and that it doesn't matter what amount of success you have. If you don't have worth, if you don't feel like you're worthy in this world, everything else doesn't matter. And so having that worth and understanding it. Now, my faith plays a big role in how I feel about myself because I feel that I was specially created by the good Lord, and that if he specially created me, that means that I have some worth in this world. But even to add to that is that, as you mentioned, there's a lot of noise in this world, and it tells a lot of bad negative stories. And I have a a 13-year-old daughter that I'm working very hard to make sure that she knows her worth because the world sells a lot of lies, of, especially to women, of what worth is through beauty, through looks, through what you wear. And that is so fading. Because as you get older, I'm 45 now, 
I don't have that 23-year-old body anymore. I don't have all those younger things. Where does my worth go, right? If I put my worth in my looks, what happens when my money disappears? What happens if my worth is in my job and I lose my job? And so that's why I really talk about you have to have worth in yourself. And the people you surround yourself with is a big part of that, right? You know, if you're surrounded by a negative group, are you surrounded by bad influences? That's not going to help your, your worth. And I worked really hard later in life to surround myself with women who were my biggest cheerleaders and my biggest supporters. And of course, my husband plays a huge role in that as well. So when I think about worth first is you really need to self-examine, you know, what you have, is it fleeting? Will it go away? Right? How can you invest in long term? Who's, who are you surrounding yourself with and are they contributing to your worth? Are they supporting you or are they sucking you dry? And, you know, looking at where you're at, your identity can't be in someone else or something else because that can go away. And it's a journey, right? We all have journeys. I talk in the book that I definitely have body issues. And even though I've worked on that for years and years, as you mentioned, when it comes swimsuit season time, I think two, three, four times before I put that swimsuit on because that's something that I constantly have to work on. Um, and so that it's in my, you know, experience, you're always going to be working on it. But if you're always working on it, it's a positive thing. And obviously, if you are someone who is thinking about suicide or anything like that, we definitely want to encourage you to call the hotlines and talk to someone because your life is worthy and it is important. And we do want you here. Um, but I wish I could take every woman and give them a hug and tell them how worthy they are and tell them to turn off the TV, turn off social media and just go enjoy life because those are two powerful negative influences, in my opinion, on women's worth. Great statement. Yes, it's so true. And I remember um, going to a conference and hearing Leo Biscaglia speak. I don't know if many of my listeners know, you might remember him. But um, and you may have heard this story, but this is a story about him teaching Love 101 at UCLA. Mm. And Leo Bascalia is the author of the book Love, now since deceased. Um, and in his story, he tells about a girl in a classroom who nobody knew where she was. Does anyone were weeks they asked where she was? And then the news came back that she'd committed suicide, gone up to Malibu. But yet here's this classroom with a hundred and something people. Nobody knew her name, nobody knew her. Nobody knew anything. And yet at the same time, they never even knew she committed suicide. Um, it was such a powerful impact. I didn't give it near the emphasis that I should have just telling it just now. But it just shows you even in this community of a classroom of hopefully kids getting together and be social and know one another. She's gone. Well, is she sick? She's not here. What happened? Nobody knows where she is. And they finally found out she committed suicide. And so, you know, it's just showing you like what you just said, your friend, you know, have everything, right? Mm -hmm. But you never know what they're thinking. You know, um, your book's loaded with great stories, advice about becoming authentically you. Um, I think for our listeners, it's always about a takeaway, Julie. What can they take away from our interview this morning that would actually, um, they can apply it to their life? Obviously, they can go get the book and read it, okay? Yeah. Uh, they can go to your website, they can contact you, get more information. And by the way, Julie is accessible, so it's not like that. So I want you to tell three takeaways, and then I want you to tell a little bit about your nonprofit, 
uh, Synergy Learning Center so that people understand what it is that you're doing um, on top of your consulting and coaching and speaking and all the other things that you're doing? Yeah. Well, I, I when I think of three takeaways, one is that change can only happen if you make the change. Nobody's going to do it for you. And so that's the most important point. So if you're sitting around waiting for someone to do it for you, it's not going to happen. You need to do it. The next is owning your own power. I talk in the book a lot about this. And women have a tendency not to own the, th- the area that they really have wonderful power in. So if you're nervous about doing that, if you're afraid, maybe uh, culturally it doesn't seem appropriate, it's time to do that. It's time to own what you're great at. And the last thing is knowing your worth, as we talked about it. You will not get far in life if you don't consider yourself worthy. It's time to take a seat at the table and join the rest of the women out there and and give back and contribute because I'm pretty sure you have something amazing to get. Um, So those would be the three takeaways that I I would hope that you'd all take away from it. And yes, please, I am accessible. Absolutely. If you email me, I will respond to you within 24 hours. If you are local, I will meet you for coffee. Um, I am I'm one of those people that I love to network and meet. So please do reach out to me. Uh, and um, also my other passion project is Synergy Learning Institute. It's been going for about 10 years. We help veterans transitioning out of the military. Uh, we start out with women in particular. A very good friend of mine, Dr. Karen Walker, uh, I believe she's 20 years in the Marine. She had a PhD, high-ranking officer. She got out. She thought, hey, life's going to be easy. I'll get a job, no problem. Took her a year. She was severely depressed and trying to figure out why she wasn't transitioning into civilian life. And then she eventually did figure it out. And um, she came to me and said, I really feel that there needs to be something for women veterans. There's programs out there, but they're very male focused and women veterans have a very unique need. Um, And I learned that women veterans are the highest homeless population and also the highest suicide rate. And in particular, that has gone up even more during COVID. And many people don't know that because women veterans live in their cars. They um, go from house to house uh, and sleep on people's couches. So you don't see them out on the streets a lot. So we created a program called Combat Boots to Heels, which helps them transition. This one focuses obviously on the mentality, but we've expanded to help provide them with everything from resumes, uh, job interview practices. We have a program that provides them with bras and menstrual products. We have another program that provides them with clothing. And uh, we just started a new program called Pantry Heroes, which helps provide food and resources for them or their children. Um, so this is all something that we do. I run. I don't take a salary for it. I donate to it and support it. And I fundraise all year for it. And then, do, you, uh, do you also provide counseling for them? Absolutely. We have groups that we refer them to that have professional trained counselors. So we have several partners for that. And if we do, we do regularly get calls of uh, women who are in a panic state and we jump right in and get them connected um, to someone, the right person. Um, we don't per se do it at Synergy because we don't have any doctors, medical doctors there. Uh, but, but Dr. Karen Walker is an uh, organizational psychologist. Um, and so she's really great with referring and a veteran. So she's great with referring them to the right group and we get them connected. And how about housing? Do you also help with that too as well? So if you say they're surfing from one sofa to the next, um, it'd be nice for them to get their own permanent residence. Cause I know dealing with the homeless, that's one of the ways out of being homeless is to find some place. Right. So we have definitely some groups do that as well. As a small nonprofit, we don't have a lot of money to support that, but we have some really great support groups that will get them money funding right away. Um, 
to just to mention a few veterans village is fantastic. Um, they will even get veteran families and they have housing that they will put them in. They have programs, they have rehab programs. So they're great. Uh, women warriors is another great group that can get them uh, money to get an apartment, to pay bills, to get food. Um, so we really make sure to partner with those groups and get them to them right away. And, and if they're local and I have to go pick them up and drive them there, I will. Um, we do help women nationally, but obviously I'm here in San Diego in a big military group family. So I work with as many women as we can and bring in as much support so we can be there for them. Um, so, and we do just, you know, we do help ma- men um, as well, ma- male veterans coming out. We do have plenty of programs for them um, and we do support them as well. But our women's program is probably one of a handful across the nation um, that exists. I can only think of maybe two other ones. Um, that provide, and those focus more on, on being homeless and provide housing and they're fantastic. So, well, Julie, you're doing tremendous work and all of it is around supporting and helping people and uplifting people. Um, you're coaching, you're speaking, uh, you're nonprofit. There is a common theme for you at that. And for all my listeners, go get the book authentically. You go to Julie's website. It's Dr. Julie. Uh, Ducharme, and that's D-U-C-H-A-R-M-E. Um, there you can email her, you can contact her, you can watch videos that she's done, see the talks that she's done. Um, but it's a pleasure having you on Inside Personal Growth, spending a few minutes with just talking about your life, your book, um, and how you're helping people overall. And namaste to you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this podcast on Inside Personal Growth. We appreciate your support. And for more information about new podcasts, please go to InsidePersonalGrowth.com or any of your favorite channels to listen to our podcast. Thanks again and have a wonderful day.